The Jim Channel Podcast, bringing you the big picture on geoscientific information management through interviews and discussions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Acquire's podcast, The Jim Channel, where we invite people involved in the mining industry and business related to the mining industry to discuss key and current topics. I'm Warren Carvey, and today I'm joined by Robin Fell and Sean Marsden from Goldcorp. Um, Robin, do you want to explain a little bit about your role at Goldcorp? Sure. Um, hi, everyone. So uh, my role is the Director of Strategic Technology Solutions at Goldcorp. Um, I sit within the technology group, and really I have three pieces of my role. Um, one is to deliver various innovation projects, um, new things, things we haven't tried before. Um, another is I run the business intelligence group as well, so the company analytics, the corporate analytics, and I help the sites do their own analytics. And the final piece is I manage our global um, geology and engineering software group. So that includes Acquire. Excellent. And Sean, do you want to explain a little bit, a bit about your role? Sure. Yeah. So I'm the specialist mining applications. So I work with our geology and mining software platforms. At the same time, I help out with the innovation projects when we need a geology perspective on it. Excellent. And do you want to explain a little bit about maybe what some of the initiatives at Goldcorp are working on? Are they working on within Goldcorp? Sure. So we have various um, innovation projects running right now. Uh, a lot of people have heard about the Big Watson Initiative. Uh, we have a whole bunch of really interesting stuff happening too. Uh, we have various um, artificial reality, mixed reality applications in flight. Um, it's, so those things are really exciting. We have virtual mind tours. There's really a lot of um, exciting work that we're doing. And of course, we're trying to be really strategic about the way we use software. So having global deals, making sure that we're strategic about the way we interact with our providers and, and hopefully doing things in a smarter way and hopefully it helps our providers to do things. It's easier for them to talk a little bit about the PDAC. It's such a melting pot of people, ideas, technologies. Thinking into this year, 2019, is, is there any um, technologies or things that have caught your eye here at the, the show? Maybe, Sean, I'll start with you. It's been actually really interesting seeing how PDAC has evolved over the last five years. So we went from more traditional geology-based, and then now you're getting to the core scanning, the drones, the analytics. And it's a really interesting shift in the mining industry that's happening right now. So those all caught my eye. Yeah, no, I agree. Robin? Yeah, I would echo that. You know, it's fantastic to see new companies, sort of new kids on the block, bringing something different. I think automated core scanning has a, a huge potential benefits for us. We get better resolution of data. We can augment the, the human analysis that's done and hopefully spend more time doing geology and less time just gathering data and writing data down. So for me, especially with events like Disrupt Mining, we're seeing some great players, players from other industries that want to apply their technologies or approaches to mining. Um, and we're really excited to try some of these things and try and innovate, move things along. Um, perhaps through this process, we'll make some fantastic technology discoveries that we can, you know, we can help the business improve. Excellent. And with the uh, industry's shift towards digital effectiveness and smart mining expected to continue in, in the years to come, uh, how important do you feel data is amongst this? Well, data is absolutely key. So everything that we do, um, every company these days is a data company. You know, it should be data first. We should be making more decisions based on data. Of course, the final say should often be a human being. That's, that makes absolute sense to me, but we shouldn't be using our guts to make these decisions. We should have data in front of us, information, forget data. We need something that's usable so I can make a decision based on, on data. And I can choose 
to maybe take a recommendation from a, a computerized system or maybe not. But the very fact that I have data at my fingertips to do this, um, we're all seeing this enormous proliferation of raw data. Part of the challenge is how to harness this, turn it into information, and then really leverage it. Excellent. <clears throat> I guess a, a two-part question for you next. Um, what do you feel are the biggest barriers or common barriers you, you're seeing with companies that are trying to become smarter in the way they're mining? And I guess the second part of that question is, have you faced some of these challenges yourself at Goldcorp? Yeah, I think there are a lot of challenges with um, how data is used. For example, to go back to the data point, we're now creating you know, hundreds of times more data than we were even just five years ago. There's a real challenge in how do we sift through this? How do we pull out the really exciting data from the, the, the boring data, the stuff that's not that useful? Um, that's a big challenge for the whole industry. Um, and also a challenge for us. Um, and to be honest, there are many areas where we don't have sensors in place to actually collect the data we really need to make the decisions. So we have to be very um, careful about the data that we use and where it can be used for, but we absolutely need to augment those data sets with new, new methods of collecting data, whether it's through drones, through IoT sensors in the field. Um, so that we absolutely need to do that. I think some of the barriers in doing that kind of thing really relate to change and, and what people are comfortable with. Um, you can't have technology for technology's sake. You really need to have a clear business benefit in doing anything. And you need um, people on the business side, I'm on the technology side here, but people on the business side who they're, they're willing to put some skin in the game to try something different. Um, um, in, with that, with that um, companionship, we, really, we can move forwards and do something interesting. Um, if we don't have that and people want to do it the same old way we did it before, that, that's the biggest barrier to, to really evolving. We have to evolve. Um, this industry can't stay still, otherwise it's, it's going to decline, and decline really quickly, and we can't use the same methods to do what we did before. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. At Acquire, we always talk about people, process, and technology, right? And it's, you can't just focus on one, you have to focus on people, process, not just the technology, not just the people, but you, know, you have to innovate, bring the people along, um, refine your processes to, to work more efficiently. Yeah, and, and sometimes, uh, you know, it's a bit of a slow process. You've got to give people time to understand, come along with the journey. So part of the challenge for us, and hopefully we're getting quite good at this, is, is that change process and getting people a little bit comfortable a few steps at a time so that then we can, we can get to the end and, and give them something really useful. Yeah, excellent. And a bit of an out there question for you guys. Uh, where do you see the uh, industry in, say, five years? It's a very interesting question, just seeing how technology's evolved in mainstream in the last five years. Think about the phone, how it went from a flip phone to the iPhone. Yeah. So I would love to see our more of the core scanning technology get smaller, a little bit more efficient, just more adoption in that kind of space. And it's everything's evolving so rapidly, it's almost hard to predict what's gonna happen in ten years. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean the things that are here right now, so artificial intelligence, that's one. Automation of machinery, equipment, facilities, maybe that's another one. So that's, that's with us right now, and that will only um, mature. I think what we're really going to see are, um, I don't think, I think there are going to be just as many jobs in mining, maybe not more jobs, and hopefully those people working in mining will have jobs that are more focused. It'll be safer because we'll have less people in, harm, in harm's way and in dangerous places. 
I think, as Sean said, we'll see a lot more sensing technologies, smarter ways of doing things. We'll see uh, hopefully very lightweight goggles that have a, a mixed reality component. So you can do your job, have some direct feedback from maybe someone in a different place, information at your fingertips. Maybe you're doing maintenance and the plans for the thing you're maintaining will be right in front of your eyes whilst you're doing that. That stuff is really close. You know, if you're going to 10 years, maybe we'll be mining underwater, maybe we'll be mining on the moon or something as crazy as that. Um, for me, I'd like to see an evolution in the, the actual mining processes. You know, bring, moving the material, crushing, um, there, has, there has to be a different way of doing that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how the industry evolves and it really has to. You know, all of the easy to find deposits are already being found. So we need different methods to find the other ones. They're definitely out there. And when we do, perhaps the methods that we can use to mine them can be more sustainable, better for the environment, uh, use less energy, which is, a, you know, that's a huge aspect. Hopefully we use less water. We can have um, fully electric sites, for example, where we don't have, you know, diesel and the, the harm and all that kind of stuff. Uh, mining should be greener and more productive at the end of the day, but we've got to keep pushing innovation for it to get there. What would be terrible is if in 10 years' time, mining looks the same as it looks today. Yeah, yeah. great if in the next 10 years we have more cross-pollination between different fields. So manufacturing, we can learn a lot from them. Oil and gas, military. We need to be talking more and then learn from each other. Great, great point, great point. So talking a bit about what you're talking about there, Robin, about sort of disrupting the way we're doing things now. Do you mm. feel that the, the disruption, if you will, is coming from the mining companies? Do you feel it's coming for, for more of the vendors as the suppliers or, or a bit of both? That's a good question. I think we're seeing disruption across the board. Um, some vendors coming from other markets, disrupting, you know, the vendors that we have in place. We have um, some vendors doing a much better job of centralizing data, using mobile apps to collect and move data around. Um, so we really like to see that. And obviously companies like Goldcorp, we're really trying to push things along. We're willing to try new things and push the envelope a little bit to see what's possible. Um, we're not really afraid to fail on some of these things. Um, and you know, there's no guarantee sometimes that they're gonna work, but we have to try. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy that our management team is, uh, is very positive about innovation. They're keen that we, we push things along. And of course, you know, we, we really want to share these innovations with the whole industry. Excellent. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that yeah. uh, does us our time for about today. Um, I want to thank you both, Robin and Sean, for, for joining us today on the podcast. And uh, to everyone listening, make sure you keep an eye and an ear out for our future podcasts on the, uh, in the Acquire Newsroom. Thank you very much. Thanks, Warren. Thanks. You've been listening to Acquire's podcast, The Gym Channel. Find us at acquire.com.au.